I remember when I was a child, I used to watch Sesame Street before it went way off the deep end. And they would always have the word of the day. So where it would be <clears throat> a particular word like car or horse. And then when that, throughout the program, when they would say it, they would flash the word of the day. Well, this word of this passage has got to be fruit because it's mentioned like eight times. And so this brings up a very important topic that we are not following, realizing, living, and understanding. And that is the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The key right now that I think the world is in the mess that it is, is people are not baptizing their children. You've heard me say this, and why? Because in the baptism is when we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are the tools that God gives you to go out into the world and live as a Christian. And when you do, the result are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So <clears throat> at your baptism, you get these gifts, all right? And then confirmation increases these seven gifts of the Holy Spirit that you got at baptism so that you can be this adult soldier that goes out there, adult in the faith, not adult in the body. And so baptism is like a seed of divine life in the soul. God plants the seed, but it's a confirmation that makes that seed bloom. And so the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit are these tools for spiritual warfare. They are that we're going to face every day in life. Do you remember your seven gifts of the Holy Spirit? Okay. What's interesting is the first three sound exactly the same. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. I remember in high school, like, those are the same thing. No, let's start with those three. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. They're not the same. Wisdom is the first and the greatest of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That is seeing things in your life and the things of the world the way God sees them. All right? It's the opposite of the worldly view that sees abortion as women's rights. God sees it as the taking of a life. It's being able to see God everywhere in every situation. It's Jesus' wisdom itself. That's, that's who Jesus is. Now then there's understanding. Understanding is when we comprehend that we need to live as a follower of Christ. We, we understand now what I got to do. It's knowing what it takes to be a disciple. I got it. I understand your mission for me. Wisdom is seeing things as God sees them and understanding is then saying, okay, I get it. I, I now know what I got to do to be open and aware. Also, it's also open and aware of how others think. Like, have you ever sat down with somebody in the conversation saying, I understand you. I understand your pain. I too lost a child. So one mom talking to another mom who lost her child could say, I understand what you're going through. It's, it's having an awareness of how others think and feel, compassion for others. It's having empathy. You have an understanding of what they're going through. Then you have knowledge. Knowledge is your book smarts. I come to know our faith and our teachings of the church through the catechism, the meaning of God's teaching. It's not just information. It's, 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 it's studying and learning. 
So those are the first three gifts. What's next? Counsel. What's counsel? This is supernatural intuition, helping you to judge right and wrong. Okay? <clears throat> we can make good decisions, and we can make good decisions to avoid sin or bad decisions. All right? We got to live this so that we can then help others make good decisions. You ever hear the term, I counseled him? What does that mean when you counsel another person? You help them make good decisions. And so counsel is you being able to make good decisions so that you can counsel others in making good decisions. Then there's fortitude. What is fortitude? This is courage, willingness to stand up for what is right in the eyes of God, even if you may suffer or be rejected or canceled because of it. Um, it's resisting fear, overcoming obstacles by being strong, even to the point of being a martyr. Today I'm in red because we celebrate the martyr, bishop and martyr, St. Irenaeus. So he had fortitude. Then there's piety. What is piety? Piety is reverence. Coming into the church, not talking and chit-chatting, but genuflecting. Um, it's when you have a deep sense of respect for God and his church. Recognizing our reliance on God, we pay worship and duty to God that he is due. This is personal holiness, piety, not self-righteousness, but true holiness. And then last, the seventh of the gifts, fear of the Lord. This is shock and awe. This is... Uh, one is made aware of the glory and grandeur of God. God is the fulfillment of our desires. It's, it's a fear of being separated from God. It's a good fear. It's, not a, it's, it's more like a filial, what they call filial, filial fear, which is, I don't want to offend God. It's not so much a servile fear, fear of just punishment. It's a fear of offending someone I love. And fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so this is powerful. Now, when you're given those gifts that I just read you at your baptism, they're kind of laying a seed in you. Then at confirmation, it blossoms. Confirmation is supposed to make you an adult in the face like the, uh, the apostles at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down upon them. It was like their confirmation. So then they could go out in the world and using the gifts, the tools of the Holy Spirit that I just read, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, fortitude, piety, and fear of the Lord, you go out and live using those tools, you live as a disciple, you will bear fruit. And that is what the reading of today was. A good tree will bear good fruit. A bad tree will bear bad fruit. The fruits of the Holy Spirit. These are the effects of what you do with the gifts. So gifts are the tools. How you use those tools are the effects. Okay, if I were giving a uh, the gift of a hammer, that's a tool, and I build a house with it, the effect is a new house. If I club somebody on the head with it, that's a bad fruit. So the gift is the tool. That's my hammer. What do I do with it? I build a house and give somebody shelter. That's good fruit. Hit somebody on the head with it. That's bad fruit. So what are the fruits? I just gave you the gifts. 
The fruits are the effects in us of living a life according to the Spirit, a life of holiness. Now, the uh, Bible gives nine fruits, but St. Jerome in the Christian tradition for hundreds, thousands of years has been 12 gifts. What are they? Charity, the first gift. What is this? Love. What's the definition of love? Willing the good of the other. If I truly love you, I will your good. Not your feelings, not your emotions, the good for you. Like the little kid. Mom, I want to eat that big piece of cake. No. Why? Because it's not good for you. It's full of sugar. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm crying. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I, I never could understand. I always, when I go to the grocery store with my mom, I always saw Jiffy Pop popcorn. And in my entire life, I was never allowed to have Jiffy Pop popcorn. But I always saw it. And I would always say, I want that, I want that. My mom would say, no, that's not good for you. And I never got, so I just finally accepted that. My mom didn't just put my feelings, she put what was good for me. And so this is love, willing the good of the other. That's why we admonish the sinner in love. We correct them to get them back on path. Then there's joy. What is joy? People confuse it with happiness. Joy and happiness are very different. Joy is an inner feeling that only God can fulfill. True joy comes from God. Happiness is an outward expression of that. That can be worldly. Like, I can be happy. I've, I've always said before, when Michigan beats Ohio State in football, I'm happy. That's my outward expression. Hey, let's have a beer. <laughs> but joy is internal. Only God can, can fulfill the longing of the heart. There's a difference. So joy is the second fruit. What's the third fruit? Peace. Peace is not just an absence of war. Peace is, is like when you're discerning God's will. How do I know if I'm to be a priest or I was to get married? Because every time I thought about the priesthood, I was at peace. When I went into that chapel, I was at peace. Even though I wanted in my physical and and in emotional sense, I wanted to be married. When I started thinking about marriage, I wasn't at peace. There was a little just unrest. And so peace is a way to help discern God's will. It's elevating your soul to one thing without having all the clutter of all these other things. When you have clutter of all these other things, you're not at peace. Then you have patience. This is one, Lord, I need this fruit a little bit more. Patience is carrying your cross. It's, it's, it's withstanding the trials of life without getting upset. It's, it's basically being thankful for those who annoy you because they are the ones that are providing the cross and the cross is the only way you're going to get to heaven. Before we resurrect, we must go through our cross just like Jesus did. All right, next, kindness. The next two sound similar again, kindness and generosity and goodness. So let's talk about this. The next three, kindness, generosity, and goodness. Sounds very similar. Kindness is thinking about others' feelings. Look, and that's not a kind thing to say to somebody because that might hurt their feelings, okay? It doesn't mean 
that we put that ahead of what's good for their eternal salvation. But we are cognizant. I can, I can be cognizant of somebody's eternal salvation and still not offend them. Okay? So kindness is thinking about others' feelings. Now what is generosity? Generosity is actually giving something to them to help them. Like Habitat for Humanity. It's a willingness to give something to another person. A meal. Some of your time. Goodness. What is goodness? This is another fruit of the Holy Spirit. This is God himself. God is goodness itself. That's why when we take God out of schools, God out of our families, God out of our businesses, what happens is we remove goodness itself. What's left is evil. Evil is a lack of the good. Goodness is God himself. So when you imitate Christ in your words and actions, you're living goodness. Because Christ is goodness itself, so when we imitate Christ, we have goodness. Gentleness. That's the next fruit. Gentleness is docility in response to others, being mild-mannered, not getting overworked, yelling or swearing. The next fruit is faithfulness. What is faithfulness? Faithfulness is carrying out one's duties in your state of life. So faithfulness for a mother is helping the children, cleaning them up, getting them ready for school, helping them with their, their, their uh, um, you know, homework. What's the faithfulness of a father? Providing, you know, and, and, and it helps on both sides. I mean, mothers have to be providers sometimes too and vice versa. <clears throat> but most of all, faithfulness is being faithful to the word of God following what we are taught through the church, through the word of God. Um, next, a forgotten one today, modesty. Oh my, spend two minutes on the internet and see what a lack of modesty we have. I mean, I'm a sports fan. And so from time to time, I get on the internet to check a ball score or whatever. Gee, the ads and the I mean, it seems like these poor young girls are just, they're judged, they feel like they're judged in how much they can be sexually attractive. Modesty, on the other hand, is dressing and acting in a way that is cognizant of not tempting others. And it can happen with men too. I see these guys at the gym, they're hilarious. Spending more time looking at themselves in the mirror than exercising, you know? I mean, come on. <laughs> Next, chastity. What is chastity? Chastity is control of the bodily appetites, the appetites of the flesh, especially sexually. And then the last one is self-control, which takes it to another level because this is in all things, putting the spirit over the flesh, not just sexually, but in food, um, temper, all the things, controlling that. Basically, self-control restricts the havoc that your ego causes. So these are the gifts and the fruits, the seven gifts, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, fortitude, piety, fear of the Lord. Then when you use those tools, those gifts, you can bear fruit and the 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit, charity, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, modesty, chastity, 
and self-control. So to finish, all who are confirmed are equipped in activation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that you got at baptism. This is why it's important to be confirmed. Don't let those seeds of the gifts lay dormant. Confirmation blossoms them. And so at confirmation, you are equipped with these gifts of the Holy Spirit to live a virtuous and holy life. Then you are sent forth into the world to bear fruit and in, for the benefit of the church and for Christianity. Use the gifts. Go out and bear fruit. This is the problem in the world today. We're not even being baptized. And then if we are baptized, we're not being confirmed. And then if we are confirmed, that's when most people say they leave the church. It's after confirmation. They want that stamp, and then they don't come back. You just let the gifts die. And so the fruits of the Holy Spirit are the good habits the good deeds that come from living as a child of God and using those gifts of the Holy Spirit. So go, the gifts will bear fruit. So to finish, the Holy Spirit is the most active in the world today if we let him. Be active. The world needs the Holy Spirit to be activated. And so Father, I don't understand, and I'll finish with this, how do I, how do I use a gift to bear a fruit? Well, a couple examples. Pick one, all right? Um, gift of the fear of the Lord. That's a gift. And you will lead you to the fruit of chastity. I'm not going to give in to all my sexual inclinations because I have fear of the Lord. I don't want to offend him. The gift that I was given is fear of the Lord, not wanting to offend him. So then it'll bear fruit when I choose to remain chaste. The fruit of chastity. Or pick another one. Um, counsel. This is helping to know right from wrong. If I've been given the gift of counsel and I know right from wrong, then that leads to the fruit of faithfulness because I choose rightly and I become faithful. You see how the gifts lead to the fruits? But nobody is talking about this today. Nobody is teaching this today. And worst of all, few people are living it today. And so let us use the gift that God gives us of wisdom and knowledge and understanding so that we can live this and bear fruits. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is why I'm excited if I ever can get a free minute to write this book on consecration of the Holy, to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the key to everything if we just let him. God the Father created us. God the Son redeemed us. We're two-thirds of the way home. That's done. You've been created by the Father. You've been redeemed by the Son. What remains is you now got to be sanctified and made holy by the Holy Spirit. That's the last remaining task. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. That's why we call, activate those gifts, bear the fruit. And that's exactly what Jesus is talking about in this gospel today when he mentions fruit like 38 times. <laughs> no, just kidding. But he does mention it quite a few times. God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.